And we are back. And we just finished watching Mr. Harrigan's Phone from 2022 rated PG with a runtime of one hour and 44 minutes. This is based on a short story by the legendary Stephen King with screenwriting and directing credit to John Lee Hancock. This is the story of young Craig who, in the course of several years in this small little main town, loses his mother but gains a friendship with the town billionaire, Mr. Harrigan, played by Donald Sutherland, and forges a friendship through, I guess, reading to the old man three times a week, something that he did consistently with the exception of one time when he had the flu. I think he mentioned that in the story. And then, like uh, Vince Vaughn says in old school, he dies because that's what old people do. (laughs) And... uh, A present that Craig had given sort of maybe kind of links him and Mr. Harrigan. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could sort of talk about it because they they give it all away in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And the title of the story as well. Um, I'm going to go around the... uh, I'm going to go around the table and get impressions. I'm going to start with you. What did you think? I mean, I thought it was an interesting idea for a story. Yes. I don't know if it was enough of an idea to carry. Like, how long was this movie? An hour and 44 minutes, but it felt so much longer. Yeah, I don't feel it was strong enough to carry an hour and 44 minute movie. Like, the, f- I would probably say the first hour of the movie was very slow. Oh, my gosh. Nothing was really happening. I would say the first... I, well, okay. So... The pacing on this is is wild. I mean, I've seen I've seen longer movies that move at a better clip. Yeah, I mean, there was just a lot. I guess you could associate it with character building, but I feel like that could have been done a lot more efficiently. I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't the most boring movie. I've ever no, watched. no, but <laughs> but it, 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 it got it got a little bit to the point where I was like. Okay, can we move this along? Yes, yes. I agree. Uh, that, to me, was the biggest complaint about this movie. I don't... I'm not a professional screenwriter, so I don't know how you would tackle that, but the pacing on this was brutal. I felt like Mr. Harrigan was decomposing faster in the ground than this movie moved. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have... I mean, this should have been, like, an episode of some sort of anthology story yeah anthology that's only maybe 40 minutes yes yes i think that that would have worked really well right agreed but this no nah, not so much yeah uh, and, and there was also like the whole i guess aside from like the spooky ghost stuff which honestly wasn't really that spooky mm-hmm. there's also the whole commentary about oh yes cell phones and social media social media and fake news and and just how it's just terrible yes yes which isn't wrong but also that scene made me kind of roll my eyes because i was like it was it was kind of out of place yeah i was like i don't need to be preached to i understand all these things yeah i mean if i wanted to see a movie about that i would watch a movie about that i'm sure that's a very interesting that is a very interesting subject yes depressing (laughs) yes but it's interesting but uh i don't know i I came here for a ghost story agreed i'm gonna go to the next uh, do you have any more thoughts before i move on olive g what did you think of this film i i kind i kind of liked it yeah what'd you like about it 
Um, uh, probably like the fact that this ghost is basically killing people for this kid. Yeah, and he like like the first time he doesn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like he he thinks it's all just like, wait, is this just luck? Right, right. Well, I think there's something to be said for that, right? I mean, he consistently Craig anyway consistently tries to get, I guess, some clarity by asking the adults in his environment whether what he thinks is happening is happening or is there a more logical more i guess in real life reasoning behind the events that are happening in his orbit yeah i mean he does try to discover how these people passed away Mm -hmm. because i mean who's going to believe that it's like oh i i called up a dead guy and i bitched and moaned about the situation and now my bully is dead yeah I mean, I wish life was that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else? Um, I, I kind of found it interesting how, like, the way people died was kind of, like, connected to him and Mr. Harrigan because the boy told him, like, to polish his shoes or else he, he'll make him eat the polish. And if you saw, like, the bully ate the polish and, like, fell down the same way that he did when, like, he the hit bully him. was, like beating him up yeah and uh, also with like uh that other guy that killed the teacher uh he he um uh he choked on a bar of soap that i guess mr harrigan used Mm -hmm. and he like the death note was actually uh a a thing from the song right you know that like mr harrigan listens to in his car on the radio right right and uh like that that was about it. Like that that that's how what I found interesting about like uh like uh the the deaths and stuff like that. But like I also found it interesting like why didn't it work with the second phone? Did he just like delete him off the contacts or whatever? I think there was just because that was the phone that they initially connected with each other on. Yes. So like it was that phone that had that kind of spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I think to kind of add to what your dad just said. So, again, do you remember that scene where he's talking to Harrigan, where Craig's talking to Harrigan, and Harrigan asks him, well, why do you come here? You could be with your friends or, you know, young people or something. Why do you want to spend time with some old coot, right? And you see that Craig has an affinity for Mr. Harrigan, that he enjoys the time that they have together, that he actually looks at him as a friend. And as a friend, he didn't have to, because at that point, I mean, he wasn't rich. He won like $3,000 off a scratch-off, which is a lot of money for somebody in his situation, but it's not a fortune. But he had the presence of mind to buy his friend an iPhone so that they could communicate and and keep in touch and he took the time to show him how to so it wasn't just a gift it was also symbolic of their friendship and phones are a way of communicating right so i think by putting one way of communicating one way yes one way of communicating but the the beauty of the phone is that i can pick up the phone and call you and you respond and then you call like talk back to me so it's an open source of communication between two people and i think that for someone who had everything like harrigan what do you give a man who has everything 
There's really not much. But in this case, Craig gave Harrigan his friendship. And in exchange, Harrigan made sure that Craig was looked after. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, like, I found it weird because in the letter he wrote to him, he says all miss are, like, uh, afternoons, too. Yeah. But, like, the thing was, that was two months before he sent Craig's the text, text message. Just, yeah. So, like, how is that possible? Because, like, he was still alive. That's a good question. That's that's where you get into the, the elements of supernaturalness because it's like, well, how would he have known, right? Maybe it was just something that he thought that Craig would think in the moment, like, because he says, if you're reading this, I'm dead, right? So speaking from a place of them no longer being on the same in the same space, right? He would probably think, oh, well, this kid's going to miss me. So I'm going to write something nice here at the end. So, I mean, that could be an explanation for it, but you don't know, right? I, th- I think that pro- line probably got added after he died. I mean, he's, he's clearly capable of doing stuff after he's dead. True, true. Yeah, that's true. He like had that much will. I mean, the guy, the, he was like, that, that was like probably one of the more interesting things about the movie was... Harrigan's Harrigan's character. Harrigan's character, because he seems just like this, he's like this old billionaire. And then you read about, like uh, Craig reads about him, and you find out that he is just a ruthless guy. guy. He he made his fortune, and he did not treat his enemies kindly. And he even says that. He's, what do you do when somebody bullies you? You dispatch him with haste. Yes, I love that. Like, that was was interesting, because you don't really... Get that from the guy in the beginning. You figure it's just like some, some old guy frail who's old guy. lonely and and wants you know some company. company. But he is just like a, he's just like a stone cold killer. Yeah, and, Mr. Rogers. Uh, I'm pretty sure he made that guy commit suicide. Possibly. I don't even know if he made him commit suicide. I think he had some because you saw the scratch ticket in his truck. Do you think that guy stole them? Stole what? The scratch ticket. No, I just I think that was just sort of Harrigan saying i got you it's sort of like a calling card Hmm. so what was the significance of giving them to craig i don't know i guess he didn't have uh (laughs) at that advanced age he wasn't killing as many people and he had a whole drawer of them i don't know (laughs) well maybe it was just like as a thank you yeah no Uh, i guess another way he was a million a billionaire was he was cheap yeah, I mean, and he didn't kid, have the family. Kid, the kid worked for him for like what five dollars? Yeah, and I, I, I getting five dollars anything more than five bucks plus a scratch off ticket, plus a scratcher, a one dollar like, scratch off, and the scratcher was only like on special occasions. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I feel like Harrigan was a more interesting character than Craig. Oh, absolutely. And Craig was lovelyly played by uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Craig. Uh, yeah, Carrigan was more, way more interesting than Craig. Yeah, but but they were ki- they were kind of the same because Harrigan's right. mother died when right. he was a little boy, just like how his mother died when he was a little boy. Right, and and Craig also comes to the epiphany that they were both lonely, and that's another reason why they both connected. Yeah. yeah. So, Gigi, what'd you think of this film? It was boring as all get out. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, this was long. This I agree with you. This would have worked better as a forty-minute anthology piece. Yeah, 
I don't know what else to say about it. I love Stephen King. I love Donald Sutherland. I think, what's that kid's name? Jaden Martell. He's great. The kid who plays Craig. But yeah, this just, this, this this just wasn't going to. This, 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 this went on way too long. Way too slow. Not enough, not enough to hook you in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Donald Sutherland's performance is very good. Yes, very, very good. Every, everybody did. Actually, good. yeah, everyone did. Even the crazy housekeeper. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Although she did call him his name. Oh, she did In the kitchen. In yeah. The kitchen? Oh, she, she did so, call him she Craig. She softened up a bit. She softened up a bit, yeah. She reminded me of the tall man from Phantasm. Yeah. She had the same, yeah, structure. That, that sort of demeanor and yeah. facial structure. Angus Scrim. Yeah. And she called him boy. And yeah. The Angus Scrim called the, well, I forgot what the kid's name was in Phantasm. I, I mean, I've, it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't the best thing. It was just meh. I think the story behind it was interesting. I think it would have been better suited to to stick with the Harrigan character. I think the preachiness could have been taken out. And I don't it know. Been, it, it should have just been like 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minute TV special. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Done. All right. Th- those are my thoughts. Yeah, those are Let's my thoughts. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Netflix, go watch Werewolf by Night and take notes. Yeah, that was fun. That was great. That was fun, and it didn't extend. It was fifty something, yeah, fifty some minutes, minutes. It and was listed as a special, and no. it was special. It was fun, it was fun. yeah, really, really good. It was way darker than typical Disney fare, but really, really well done. This, I mean, the production values are great. The actors all did good work, but the story just meandered a little too much, and I don't know. It's Stephen King. I feel like for something that's a Stephen King property, like I want to see more darkness and that wasn't this. Well, I mean, he, that, I mean, he's done some good stories that don't necessarily have to be true. Like true. Supernat- like Shawshank. Was, Shawshank is was amazing. Brilliant, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, there's not a ghost in it. No, no, not at all. But what is the, I mean, let's listen. I understand that Stephen King wrote it, but let's give props to, what is it, uh, Frank Darabont? Yeah. Because uh, well, that a, yeah, in, in, he in saw that. That's the thing. When, yeah. when when somebody translates something into a different media, it really depends on them to tell that story using those tools. Yeah, very different than writing a book. You have so much more space to write the book out. Sure, you're inside the characters' heads. Yeah, which you can't really do with uh, with film. film. Which I think this tried to do by making everything in voiceover right which is also that also became very tedious tedious agreed yeah i I just don't feel like this was wrong format too long just not enough not not enough meat on this bone for for an almost two hour movie yeah agreed agreed i'm gonna go around the table and get numbers Gigi. i'm gonna start with you one to ten maybe like a four I didn't enjoy this film at all. What could anything have made it better for you? I don't know. Maybe it was just like the pacing. It took too long, and by the time people were dying, there's only two people dying, by the way, so that was kind of underwhelming. But by the time people were already dying, I was just gone. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I I too checked out because I yeah. think when you asked, like, oh my god, how much time is left, and then you stopped it, and I was like, oh my god, another half hour? Are you kidding? <laughs> 
Yeah, this film, it's it demands of you a lot of your patience for very little payoff. Seriously. Especially for something that is being advertised as like a supernatural thriller. Nah. There was no thrilling going on here. There's yeah, nothing. Exactly. Yeah. The, the thrill is not there. And a case, uh, uh, agreed with you, a case could be made that these were all coincidental occurrences. You could, but I mean, that sort of gets waylaid by the whole the phone interaction. Not, not only the phone, but the, the details. I mean, mm. as a ghost, a ghost killer, uh, Mr. Harrigan really had a sense of style. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make this guy choke on the teacher's favorite soap. soap. And I'm going to make this kid eat a can of shoe polish and, and make his body laid out in the exact same way as uh, Craig's body was laid out in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Harrigan, yeah. He, yeah. he was like, he was all about the details. Yeah. Professional. For, yeah, I, I, I think he liked killing people. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, had, why he he tell, so why would he, he tell Craig to on. tell him to stop? Yeah, I know. I'm like, you, maybe, ST could have, I don't know what ST could have meant, maybe, it should have just been like, this is fun, Craig. Yeah, keep it going. <laughs> Who's next, Craig? Who's next, Craig? <laughs> did, did, did the waitress look at you wrong? Funny. Take care of her, Craig. <laughs> One to ten, what are you going to give this film? Uh, G gave it a four. I would also give it a four. It's it's not really good. Mm. I wouldn't even say it's, it's just too slow. Like I said, I like the performances... It's just I don't think they handled the story well. It, it's not long. It's not. It's not meaty enough for two hours. Yeah. And it's just paced so brutally slow that by the time you're like, oh yeah, uh, the, something's happening. It's it's kind of like too late and not enough. Right. Agreed. Uh, like like I said, I was more interested in Harrigan's backstory Harrigan and, and just even his interactions with Craig. Yeah. Like the scenes where, where Harrigan wasn't involved, I was kind of like, all right, can we yeah. move on? Yeah, that's also such a scene stealer. Uh -huh. Even in his latter years, he's always been such a mesmerizing actor. Not particularly Hollywood attractive, but a really great performer. Yeah, he always had a weird face for me. Yeah, yeah. Olive G, one to 10. I'd give this um, seven. Seven. Okay, I'm going to give this a six. I think, I think there were elements of he in here that were interesting. I think the performances were all good. The set pieces, the the whole background, costuming, all of that, like all the technical stuff, was really, really well done. I think I agree with you. Unfortunately, the story meandered, but I think that if you're looking for something new and something different. This might be a surefire bet. It is from one of our more prolific American writers. And I guess just look at it and, and take your own messaging from it. I think there's a lot of themes that are covered here. There's uh, loss and loneliness, dealing with that, dealing with bullies, issues of being so consumed by these little computers that we all have in our pockets now. There's a great... There's kind of this great scene towards the end where he sort of like rages, well, not literally rages, but just 
decides to get up and remove himself from this cafeteria filled of young people just staring at their phones. I think there was also a diff- an interesting commentary where the girl that he likes, Regina, he only seems to speak to her via text. And I think that, that that's annoying. That that I th- but I think that's upset. Yeah, they weren't even talking to each, each other. other. Like, can you talk in the real world? But yes. you're standing like five feet away from each other. Go talk to her yes. as an actual person. They weren't even talking. They weren't even talking five feet apart. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were they like, were sitting at the same lunch table. Yes, like probably like three steps away from God. each other. And yeah. like you have to Losers. Have, oh, I like your sweater. And like, come on, man. Say something actual. Say actual words. Well, oh, you know what? I think that's a lesson for everyone to take in that uh, there's a time and a place for the phones and yeah. the social media yeah. and the I would I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. You know, I I've, I've been trying to get people not to use the phone at the dinner table, but I doesn't seem to be sticking. Yeah. But I I thought but I think that's also an interesting commentary that the film makes. I thought the scene with Craig and Mr. Harrigan was a little preachy, but it it fit in with the rest of the story, so it it sort of made sense. And then you see the little snippets of what he's talking about and you can even relate it to our kind of existence now i mean he touches on things that i mean this story is supposed to take place 2008 i guess because it starts in 2003 and then it's like five years later where he's in high school and uh well whatever and then eventually college and then eventually college right so so this story spans like nine years possibly possibly maybe a little bit more but uh, and, and his father still hasn't found a woman. I don't think he's looking. Ew. Yeah, but I I, <laughs> I I think I turned to somebody at one point at the end, the, towards the end there when Craig's going to college, and I was like, oh, I hope his dad finds a nice young person or not young honest, person, but a lady. When you said that, I thought that I thought that um that he would hook up with the teacher that I thought the kid was hooking. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's you know what that you know what that was another. That scene with him and the teacher was I, a little I feel, weird. I feel was like a flaw in the storytelling yeah. because they that came off a lot weirder than it needed to be, and the yeah, purpose it came off like a, it came I off wanna, it I came wanna. off a little creepy and cringy. But the reasoning for it was to just give us that little bit of information that the teacher used that particular brand of soap. Well, there's that, but that she was, also becomes sort of like a de facto mother figure for him. True, but that's the problem. It didn't come off that way. It no, just it didn't. I mean, what little no. kid oh, goes wait, to his mom that was and her says, favorite soap? "You smell yeah. good." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's I why he. That was Mr. Harrison's. If like, I no, really if listening. if a little kid goes up to their mom and says, "You smell nice," that's normal. Little kids say weird stuff all the time. But for a high schooler to tell that to his pretty young teacher, teacher. yeah, yeah, that's cringe. she's got a that's just she's got a point. That's a little yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nobody. Yeah, don't, I mean, when it was like, happening, I completely like freaked out. I'm like, what is yeah. going on here? It's no like, kissing, like, please. Like when I'm at when when if I go to work, I don't like look at somebody sitting next to me and go, "You smell really nice." <laughs> God, that is I not that, like yeah, you're in the elevator. You smell great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's 
gross. That's, that's deeply not disturbing. socially acceptable yeah. behavior, not people. Acceptable and at like, all. and for me, like the seriously, the purpose of that scene was to say, okay, the teacher liked using that soap. We we need we need that piece of information. So right. later on, when we find out the drunk driver basically Chokes. choked himself with a bar of soap, that half it was a bar, that, half a bar, and it was that brand. That's just that's just really sloppy storytelling right there. You, I mean, I know you got to get that information out there, but that was like, that was just try and done. do it in a better way. Do it in a better way. Be a little bit more subtle. Show yeah. it. Don't don't tell it. Yes, seriously. Something like that. Yeah. I I want to. I want to. Could have asked what brand of like perfume she used instead of saying you smell nice. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It just it felt like it was going in a the very different it direction, did. especially with her getting like his. His partner for the dance to leave the room. Yes, yes. Yeah, and she's, and she's like, like touching, like his, touching face his face and uh, cleaning him up. And yeah. Um, like so, wrong vibes. Yes. <laughs> very yeah. wrong vibes. Very wrong. So I know that we, we said that when we weren't 100% with a movie, we would say, go watch Paddington 2. But in this case, in the month of October, I think that a better alternative, I probably should have looked it up, would be something like The Sixth Sense, which is a brilliant movie, brilliantly told, brilliantly executed on every level from the performances, but more importantly from the storytelling because I think that if that script hadn't been so damn strong, that wouldn't have been as great a movie as it is. And I think what you just said, the whole show don't tell is 100% firing on all cylinders in that particular piece. So if you get a chance and you're looking for something new, I guess you can go check out Mr. Harrigan's phone. But if you want compelling story with amazing performances... I'm 11, you bald bastard. There's also Stranger Things, right. But uh, movie-wise... <laughs> what the hell? Um, I would I would recommend The Sixth Sense instead. instead. Well, well, there's that new movie with Erica. That's her name? Yes, yes. We, we should probably get that on the docket. We'll... we'll talk about that another time squeeze that in there yeah all right all right did i get everybody's numbers yeah yeah four four seven seven. and six okay so don't watch this movie yeah you don't need to see this yeah i mean if if you're if you're super bored and you've gone through every streaming service um i guess this is a a newer thing there's a lot of halloween stuff out there there is a lot more like the the killer pinata or jesus christ vampire slayer Is that still on Prime? We should really watch I that. Think, I mean, if you dig deep into Prime, you will find just some the gems. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah, wasn't that movie that we um we stumbled upon one time? It was called like La Rectuma or something, where that guy's butt turns green and like it it's evil or something. Oh my! I don't, that sounds vaguely familiar, and I wouldn't be surprised if that. I took a picture of that there. description. I remember that. <laughs> I bet that's on there, and I bet there's probably a sequel. And also, like, also like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, this... Velocipaster. Also, I'm pretty sure, like, there's this other movie about, like, a, a killer turkey or something for Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we, should, we yes. should do that for Thanksgiving, actually. We gotta get that on the list. Uh, okay, so that's it from us, and we will bid you all a... Good night. Good night. Good night.